We'd like to thank you all for coming back to Arts for All Kentucky Stories. I'm Sam Kirby. Uh, before I introduce my guests today uh, and my returning co-host, we'd like to thank the Kentucky Arts Council and the Kentucky Department of Education Office of Special Education and Early Learning. Delaire is extremely helpful in helping me get through our thank yous, which are very important. So uh, we're excited to be here today uh, with Jennifer Sims. So Jennifer, thank you for joining us on the Arts for All Kentucky Stories podcast. Glad to be here today. Great. So you, yeah, you seem like you, somebody who gets involved in a lot of stuff. So tell me about how you got involved in Arts for All. Well, uh, Arts for All, um, it actually started back before when it was just VSA. And it was a side-by-side program that was hosted by the Kentucky Museum. Uh, Lynn Ferguson, I believe, was the, the artist kind of running things at that point. And I was pulled in to, to be a, uh, a collaborative artist uh, with, with some students. And that was my first exposure uh, to really, you know, being into working as in-depth as I have over the past few years. Um, being involved with side-by-side programs, um, you know, doing uh, after-school camps, um, traveling art exhibits that, that Arts for All Kentucky does. Um, but that was probably the, the initial really kind of pull me in a little bit deeper and got me in, more involved with, with what Arts for All Kentucky does and can do. And you, in your background, I mean, you are an art teacher, Yes, yes. Um, I taught uh, kindergarten through eighth grade for 20 years. Um, in my first five years, I was at three schools, so I was one of those um, blessed, special traveling art teachers that live out of their cars and, and move from place to place. I was teaching around 1,200 students a week, and that was kind of, that was not kind of, it was kind of over, it was overwhelming. Um um, it's hard to, when you're scattered in so many places, it's hard to build relationships, but you try to do your best. Um, and then the last 15 years, I was in one school with a population around 550 students. Um, so it was, it was almost, you know, a little less than half of what I'd been teaching before. Uh, but being in, in one place, it really allowed me to work with students with uh, disabilities and special needs. Um, and I even worked to, um, to get special art times and even music times for, for students that were like in the, the FMD unit. Um, there was nothing on the master schedule. Um, they would, um, you know, we didn't see all the students and that bothered me because I knew they were in that classroom. I knew they could benefit from exposure to the arts. Um, I'd even written grants and that kind of helped springboard with, uh, the Kennedy Center. Um, it, it was, a arts inclusion grant and I brought in Greg Acker and I brought in Mitch Barrett. Um, and it seems like I'd, I'd done a couple of those. Well, they're still on the Arts for All Kentucky yeah. roster. Yeah. And, and. You know, the experiences that I had with bringing those artists in, and, and, and it was specifically for those classes. And the teachers even saw the benefits and how kids were doing things they didn't think they could do. And it opened up so many more opportunities, and that was actually some, you know, hard evidence to say, look, 
we need to give access to all and not just having students come into the classroom mainstream. You know, that's that's good, but I wanted to work with them one-on-one to give them, you know, more of attention and more what they needed. Um, so we, we were able to get that on the master schedule and I, I worked very, very well with that teacher and the music teacher. All of us worked really well together to make sure that, that all students in that population was included. Was that's in Hart County? That's in Hart County. Yes. So yes. was it the experience of bringing somebody in to work with those students? Did it, did it kind of open the eyes of any of the administration at the school? Like was, was that a kind of a, a memorable moment of yeah, seeing that happen? Yeah, it, it was a, a memorable moment because we also had a showcase night. You know, while those artists were working with with those students, they were working with some of our other classes as well, and we had a showcase night. But the showcase really showed that, you know, like with Greg Acker, he had uh, our students that, that were in the, the special needs class. They were making and building instruments and hammering and sawing and doing things that for some adults, they were like, they would have been fra- afraid. But um, Gregory was so good in, 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 in delivering what he, his expectations was. And it was just, it was a great buy-in. Uh, and the administration, that, and I have to say this, over my 25 years of teaching, because I've been at the high school now for 25, for, for not 25 years, five years, I've been at the high school five years, I have always been blessed with administration that cares and are open to new ideas. And that is at the elementary level, and, and we had K through eight, so elementary, middle together, at the high school level, and even at central office. Um, and that's very important for any any teacher that's out there that, that wants to do programs, you almost, if you don't have that buy-in from the administration and they don't understand the importance of, of how this, this is the education of the whole student, it, it connects to, um, it connects kids that might not connect to a regular classroom setting. It, it gives them the opportunities to express themselves to, to do things that they would not normally do, go out of their comfort zone uh, for some of these these students. And, um, you know, the joy, the joy that you see on, on these kids' faces when they do things and create, um, it's just, you know, so it's rewarding. I, I mean, I, I like what I do. I'm passionate about what I do, but my heart has always been for the students that are underserved. And uh, Arts for All has allowed me to do a lot inside the classroom as well as outside the classroom with uh, the workshops that my husband and I do at Sim Studios in Horse Cave. Um, and the community there, they look forward to seeing what are the kids going to do this year, you know. In the side-by-side program? In the side-by-side program. And you've, you've done the side-by-side program. You've mm-hmm. done the student traveling exhibit. Yes. You participate in that. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you've done arts inclusion projects as well. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure if there's something else out there, let me know about it. And we may give it a try because, you know, it's, it's important to be able to – I want to make sure that students remember things. 
and those things are important. Um, and to be perfectly honest, the reason I'm at the high school now is from one of my former students that I worked with in an inclusion program. And, you know, her mom would uh, volunteer in, in the school I taught in. And uh, Camille would, would come in in her wheelchair and she would, she would you know, be a part. She'd, she'd actually done a lot with the art club at the high school uh, after she had aged, aged out. And she came in and she's like, Miss Sims, will you be, or no, it wasn't Miss Sims, it was Miss Jennifer. Miss Jennifer, will you be my art teacher at the high school next year? Because the art teacher was retiring. And I was like, Camille, just don't think I, I, I'm pretty good here because I'd built a, a, a pretty strong program. I had all the equipment and things I needed that I'd gotten through working grants and stuff. But her asking me kind of stuck, stuck in my gut and in my head. And she's reason because I knew if I didn't go to that level, we might not have an art teacher but I also knew at that level, some of the students I've been working with, with some of these programs, um, they might not have opportunities at the high school. So, so you moved over to the high school from, from the K through eight, you know, where you were at. And so mm -hmm. in, in doing that, what were, were there any things that were, were shocking or new to learn about that high school environment versus the K through eight good things, negative things? Like what, what was your, initial impression and kind of making that transition in that age group? I'll tell you, it was hard because, you know, when you teach elementary and, and even middle school, so, it, I mean, the way we were set up at our school, you're teaching the masses. I saw every kid in that building at least once a week. So I was teaching 500 plus students a week. And I went to a setting where I was only teaching like a hundred, which everybody's like, Oh, that's amazing. It, it, when you have been used to working with, with mass numbers and then you're, you're pulled back to small, it, there's good things to it. You can go in-depth on projects and, and really focus and learn those students and build relationships, and that's awesome. But you almost, I mean, and I hate to say it this way, but I felt like I've been put out to pasture. I'm like, I'm closer to retirement, <laughs> and I'm not seeing as many kids, and I'm not doing as much as I used to. I don't have these school programs to do the backdrops for. Believe me, that was nice not having to do it. But you, you miss that community feeling, and that, that was different. But, you know, in, in the last couple of years in COVID, that, that's the other thing. You mm -hmm. know, I trans trans you know, furred over, we gone from moving into a new school where when I started teaching high school, uh, we were in a third of the old building. So that was really foreign. You know, you're sharing, everybody's sharing each other's space. And then we, uh, we moved to the new school and then the next year we had COVID and teaching virtually and figuring that out. So the last, last year and this year, I feel like I got my feet about me again and I'm really building up. And that's, we lost some years with the traveling exhibit because we were trying to talk uh, and figure out how many years we had, we had done that. But um, for, for David, that's worked with me since he was little over at Mumfordville, which is the school I was at, he was in, I think the very first traveling exhibit that I, I did, you know, and, and he's getting ready to, to age out. So, you know, it, 
I feel like I'm good now. Uh, yeah, I've <laughs> Fine, finally kind of after all that yeah. settled in. And, and that's and, still got to be a big change from, you know, the 100 or so now compared to not, you know, the 500 or so you had before, but even earlier in your career, the like 1,200 yeah. that you were seeing. So that's definitely an adjustment. You know, and, and in the beginning, you're just trying to figure out there's, you know, anybody that goes into education in particular, you take all these classes and things, you don't really learn how to teach until you're in the trenches. Because you're trying to figure things out. You're trying to figure out classroom management. You're trying to figure out, you know, like I shared earlier, uh, you've got kids that don't quite want to do what you need them to do. You try to figure out, well, what can I do to to, to make them want to learn about the arts or to create uh, instead of having that? Because kids sometimes, you know, they've got things going on that we might not ever understand why they have that wall up. But the art sometimes allows those kids to feel like they can can talk and create and do with with art teachers or music teachers that, you know, you learn more about kids through the arts and and it's good to have the smaller numbers now where I can really concentrate and and try to help Mm -hmm. um, and and try to do more, you know. I have a um, a student right now that is amazing. She is only a sophomore. And, you know, there are things that she struggles with. But she's I'm seeing her in the two years I've had her. She's overcoming those. And she just entered two pieces in, in uh, Brett Guthrie's Congressional Art Show today that was picked up. So, you know, and, and, and she's a student that... When I had her as a freshman, you know, I was, you know, I'm like, she's amazing, but can, you know, where will she take this? I don't have a doubt that she's not going to knock it out of the park. She's going to be able to, to, to do what she needs to do and, and be very successful. You feel like you're able to build like deeper relationships with students in this setting? Yeah. Uh, you know, cause you know, when they, I, I've had students be able to talk to me uh, about things and that's the thing. Students will have their, I hate to say favorite teachers, but, you know, teachers that they feel like they're, they're comfortable talking, talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, those artsy kids sometimes they are like, you know, talking about music, talking about, you know, different things. They, they feel comfortable talking. And, you know, if they're having a bad day, you can tell, you can kind of sense what's going on. And, you know, you may just say, hey, everything, you know, okay today or, you know, kind of check in. And I had one this this afternoon when we were loading buses i could tell she was upset and she's not even in my class but i taught her at mumfordville in like fifth sixth grade but i could tell she was upset when she was leaving i was like is everything okay and she was like it's gonna be okay but thanks for asking you know she appreciated the fact that i noticed that there was something you know bothering her Mm -hmm. so you know and, and that's that's the beauty of me teaching in the same district. And I've, I've taught some of these kids since kindergarten. And, you know, I've, I teach at the college level, too. I've, I've taught kids from kindergarten to college. <laughs> I've had them, had them all the way through. Um, so you really get to get to build those relationships. So you probably can't even go to the grocery store without seeing students saying... If I do Hello, that in Ms. Hart Sims. County, <laughs> and sometimes, you know, they'll be like at Walmart and stuff over in Glasgow. Uh, but, you know, that's the thing. It's it's nice that they remember you. 
and I've had students after they've graduated come back and, you know, they're like, you were right. The, we had the best time in middle school and we didn't realize it, you know, and they apologize for, you know, being, being a little, you know, middle school person the way, the way they can be, you know, <laughs> and, but I just, you know, you, you kind of, you let things roll, you know, they're not, if they're not hurting anybody, you just understand and give them space and, you know, but they, they appreciate you. They come, it's nice to hear them come back and appreciate you, I guess. Is it in, when, when you're talking about like the, the arts environment kind of taking those walls down for certain students, have you noticed any, any differences with that in this setting versus where you were before? Is it, you kind of take down those walls all the same, but kind of what, what, what's the difference? The difference is you, you see them daily. So you, you're, you're seeing them, um, on a regular basis and you can almost, and they're getting older too, you know, it, it's a different kind of, they have different problems and things going on than they had when they were in kindergarten, you know, um, they still like you. And I always, I joke about this a bit. I'm like, you know, primary, elementary, middle school, you can be a rock star any day in the classroom. High school, it's hard to be a rock star and dazzle because they're a different clientele. You know, you can still, the art kids that are really into it, you can inspire them. But some that are just there for, say, a fundamental art class for an art credit so they can graduate, they're just there to get the credit. It's hard to wow them as it's, much because they, they know more. You know, they, they, and they've got their own thoughts of what, you know, what's going and what they're doing. And that's why, you know, when we're working on projects, I play music. And, you know, I, I have a, a, I tell them, I'm like, I'm going to play music. I'm going to play music that is all over the place. And you can't request songs, but if you don't like what I'm playing, you can put one earbud in if we're working on a project, and I have no problem with that. But when I call for your attention, you better be able to hear me. <laughs> and, you know, I have a relaxed setting. Mm -hmm. I try to have a, uh, a, a safe setting. Where it sounds like you set out the boundaries, though. Yeah, you know, and, and I have expectations. And, you know, the kids that have, have had me before in an elementary middle school setting they they know they know versus the other kids that came from other schools in the district they they know i've got the next expectation and that sometimes they're like you better listen and do what she says to do you, you know just do it <laughs> <laughs> so uh but I, I enjoy doing what i do and even though um i joke about you know being close to retirement um and I was talking to another fellow teacher that's uh, retiring this afternoon. Um, it, it's it's kind of hard to think that I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now in two years because there's a comfort in the fact that I know how to do what I do. And it's it's almost, it, it, it's, it's a safe net in a sense. Um, you know, I, I still... When I do retire, uh, I, I look forward to spending more time in our, our studio and shop and, and doing art lessons that way and, and doing my own artwork and, you know, working with my husband to, to, to build even more arts opportunities in our community. Um, but, you know, it, it will be a change 
when when that happens. And I, I feel that uh, even though, you know, my years and, and, and time and everything lines up in two years, I don't know that I'll be ready for that yet. So, you know, I'm not going to say that, you know, I, I'm finished doing what I do in two years because I, I really do enjoy it. I, I really do enjoy it. Did you start teaching right out of college? No, I actually managed a pizza hut for 10 years. Oh, so I have management skills <laughs> <laughs> working with, with, with high school kids and, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so I, a leg up on that, really. I, you know, I did that for 10 years, because uh, at that time they had not, Kara hadn't happened yet. And Kara was what really opened up, um, education to where we needed arts teachers, uh, because basically, um, you had high school teachers every once in a while, middle school teachers, not a whole lot of, of elementary teachers, especially in the rural setting. Now, down here in like a Bowling Green and Louisville place, you know, larger cities, you might have that, you know, where you had more art teachers. But, you know, in an elementary, um, not an elementary, uh, excuse me, a rural setting like, say, Hart County or even Barron County, you may have a, a teacher at the high school level and that might be it you know you I, I was blessed I didn't have uh I didn't have a art in elementary or middle school but I had some amazing teachers along the way that incorporated the arts and knew that I needed them um I had uh, my second grade teacher uh Miss Cyphers she she knew that I needed to be exposed to art opportunities and she would give those to me um when Jesse and I opened our shop nine years ago. Yeah, tell us a little bit more about the, the shop and like the okay. workshops, educational stuff you're doing there. Like okay. what, what's going on there? Um, I, I'll tell you with Martha, she was there for the ribbon cutting. And she was my second grade teacher. So she, you know, she's followed me along the way and, and planted the seeds and made sure it growed. And I, she was there. Um, but Sim Studios and Art Shop... Um, we do custom framing. We do illustrations. We do uh, murals. We we do um, painting parties, art lessons, all kinds of things like that, which um, allowed for things to to allowed us to do arts opportunities with side by side and arts for all Kentucky. Um, the reason we ended up in Horse Cave and having a shop was an arts and sciences camp that Horse Cave, uh, you know, the city government had started when the uh, the theater was still going, but yep. it Kentucky was... Kentucky Repertory. Kentucky Repertory was still going, but when they started that, that Arts and Sciences camp. But when they closed, they needed more arts people to come in, and we were approached to come and, and teach art. My husband is... Uh, is a rocketeer. He, he is a level two certified uh, uh, rocket enthusiast. Uh, haven't got to do as much rockets over many, many years because um, 18 years ago, we started mentoring a rocket club in Mumfordville to do Team America Rocketry Challenge. And so he could do classes with uh, engineering and rocketry. He's an artist with uh, interest in, in rockets. Uh, and so he did those lessons or those classes and I did arts, art classes. So that's how we were pulled in. And it was toward the last, we did a two week camp 
and it was like uh, the next to the last day and we were asked to come into a meeting and there was the mayor and like uh, a city director there was there were people there and they were like we want you to open up a shop here I did want to mention that wonderful historical house across the street oh, yeah. that you had another uh, resource that the mm -hmm. uh, local government provides, yeah. right? Yeah, the they have uh, the Thomas House uh, was Dr. Thomas's house, and he he was instrumental in doing a lot of things in the city and 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 making it grow. Uh, but it is right next to uh, the cave, so we're across from the Cave Valley that's right there in downtown. Horse Cave, but the Thomas House, um, they restored and they use it to where people can rent it out for different things, but they allow us to use that space when we're doing arts and sciences camps. Um, if I need to, when we're doing side by side, because our our, our shop got hit by the tornadoes uh, of uh, the December 11th tornadoes. We got hit at our house and our shop. So we got a double whammy there. And when it came time for us to do... Uh, side by side last year I, I told Delaire I'm like I don't know how we can pull this together but let me see and I was able to to do the side by side in the Thomas house because that's where we exhibit the the side by side pieces that the kids do and even the collaborations because we have a we put in a, a hanging system so it's it's a really nice gallery setting uh, that's throughout the house and um, so the city has allowed us to use that and, and help provide uh, those things. So um, Horse Cave is really open to the arts and they've been very helpful uh, to make, make things happen. Um, but yeah, I, I taught, you know, the, the, we did camps out of the 108, but then my husband, while we were still at 108, he ended up, uh, we always had to frame our own stuff. You spend more money on framing than anything. So he was like, uh, I've got this opportunity to buy all this uh, framing supplies and we'll just start doing framing. I'm like, that stuff isn't going to fit in this small space. So just by chance, two doors down at 112, uh, that was a space that was, uh, was open to rent. And it was uh, more than double. It was more like three times the size of what we had been in. And it, it allowed us to have space for um, the framing space for the, um, you know, even drafting boards for where he does illustrations and, and works out ideas and, and a workshop in the back uh, for metalwork and, and woodworking. Um, and then upfront areas for, for gallery and, and for workshops. So, you know, it, it allowed us to do everything that we, we really needed to do. Uh, and, you know, we're still currently trying to piece everything back together still from the tornadoes. It takes, it takes a while, uh, to get everything back together. Uh, we've had a few setbacks, uh, with some other things, uh, health wise, but we're, we're getting back stronger and going to have the shop reopen very soon. And we're already looking forward to side by side for this year because we've got it scheduled the first week of June. Um, so I'm, I'm getting the applications ready to send out like in the next couple weeks and we'll see how many, how many kids we get this year. Cause we, we get students not only from Hart County, but we get several from Barron County as well. Um, and you know, outer areas, I, I think I even had, well, I had, I had several students last year that I'd never had before. And, you know, we've, we've grown, grown from, 
I think I generally, I mean, the smallest number I've ever had was 10, I think. But last year we ended up with, did we have 15? Sounds about right to yeah. me. Yeah, so. It's, a, uh, it's, it's become, you're, you're not only providing those services for your town and county, but mm -hmm. kind of the region, the really. The region, yeah. Yeah. Because we, we'll take, you know. Kids from wherever, if they can, can, can bring them and, and, you know, it works out because the more the merrier. I can always move to the Thomas house if I need more space, I think. <laughs> yeah, one, one thing I'm curious on when you're doing these workshops mm -hmm. uh, with, and then you're later kind of exhibiting or kind of putting the work on display, like what, what you're more than just putting it on display, what you're kind of trying to achieve, like with the student, because like there's, there's a, there's more than just putting it on display to that, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's a it's a huge thing for for a student, regardless of ability, to see their work and uh, you know up on display with yeah. everybody else. It's it's seeing their work in a different different setting, um, and presented in a different way, um, and, and having that you know just being proud of the fact that it's you know matted and you know things are you know it's it's just different than just having it there in front of them. Right. It's it's a sign of respect. Like yeah. this is something. This is worthwhile. Mm -hmm. This is something that people want to see. It's yeah. Something people are willing to come and admire. Like, right. And it kind of. But I would say it's probably a confidence builder to see your, yeah. your work up. And like you that. know the way we've got it scheduled this year, we do the the side by side the first week of June. Our arts and sciences camp is only going to be one week this year because a lot of the. Uh, the, a lot of the school systems are doing their own kind of summer camps, and that's really kind of it, – it's changed the way we have to format things. Um, so instead of two weeks, we're doing one week to kind of see, you know, how things go. Uh, and um, that week that we have the arts and sciences camps going, uh, the artwork will be displayed in the Thomas House. So that's where a lot of those classes happen. They're going to get to see – work that other students ha have created and on display uh and then at the end of that week we'll we'll have the closing reception and we generally have community members that come in and you know the mayor comes the mayor comes and you know it's it's just a a, a nice it's just a nice a, a culminating event i guess i mean but it, it's just it's rewarding to see those kids' reactions when they see see their work hanging, you know. And I actually, this year, uh, they had a STEAM fair that um, the district put on. And one of the kids that was a part of the side-by-side, -side, he displayed some of the work we did during the side-by-side -side sessions. And he was proud of it from, and that was almost a year ago. But he used that to showcase and show what he could do. Mm -hmm. um, what we did, who would have known, it, it, it would have meant that much to, to carry on. And he wanted to display that as his artwork uh, that he'd done. Well, the the way it's set up and the, and the environment that you've created there, uh, it's interesting for the artists uh, because, I mean, I've participated and I'm, always looking to see what are the other artists doing with the kids because each collaborative piece is so individual and you don't know what it's going to be until you know the end of the sessions and so it's a, a really very creative 
you know, mix of activities and people. It, it's it, it, it's almost like that, that nice feel you had back in college in a studio setting where you're feeding off of each other. Yes. And you're learning from each other because I know um, watching some of the other artists work, I'm like, wow, I didn't know you could do that with that, you know, <laughs> and it, it gives you new ideas and things that I've carried over to work with my students in my classroom. Uh, because, you know, you, you just, you learn by experience and everybody's got something to give, you know, and even the kids, you know, I've, I've had kids we've worked with and they have their vision. And, you know, even though it's a, a side-by-side -side collaboration, they are geared, this is what's going to happen. And we, you know, sometimes we have to ask permission. Well, can I do something right in here for you? Or, you know, because <laughs> they, they know what they want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and it becomes, uh, it's just, there's a lot of nice energy that happens. 